2: Love, talk, radio.
3: Welcome to Voices for Change 2.0, the only podcast that focuses on mental health while mixing in movies, music, books, sports, and pop culture. Here are your hosts, Rebecca and Joe Lombardo.
2: Hey,
4: good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. What's up? <laughs> Welcome to Voices for Change
3: 2.0. How's she going, eh? Um, yeah, hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Um, this is this is the. Uh, I don't want to put it. We're we're gonna not sound good today. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a rough day for both.
4: You gotta cover your mouth when you do that, sweetheart. I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: yeah, um, Beck's still dealing with her cold, and apparently now I've gotten it. Thank you, honey.
4: I warned you. I told you you were going to get it. If you're on antibiotics, you'll be fine.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, if I have any coughing fits similar to what you just may have heard, um, <laughs> I do apologize. There is no way to control it. Um, I'm trying and failing miserably. So,
4: well, let's talk yeah. about something happy. Well, yeah, I guess it's happy, but we finally got to see
3: Avengers Endgame. Yes, we did. Yesterday. Yep. We and, uh,
4: delay it a little bit, but we got there.
3: Yep. We finally got to see it. And, uh, you know, don't go and see it if you, uh, drink a lot of beverages. Because, <laughs> holy jeez. Had to pee before the movie, had to pee in the middle of the movie, and holding, holding it for an hour and a half, um, it hurts. Welcome to my world. I that
4: almost every time we go to the movies.
3: <laughs> no, that's your fault for not going before. <laughs> but uh, it, was, it was incredible. Um, we're not going to mention any spoilers here because uh, the spoiler embargo isn't lifted until Monday. So um, just know that, uh, especially if you're a fan of these movies and you have seen all 20, 21 previous Marvel movies in in the canon between, you know, Iron Man and Thor and Captain America and Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, all those, all those great movies. Um, this movie will not disappoint you. Um, it may break your heart a little bit in spots. I'll say that. Bring tissues. But um, it's incredible. Uh, just all the... Little Easter eggs that pop up throughout this movie are amazing. All the little.
4: Uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry I didn't
3: interrupt you. No, I was just going to say, you know, just little callbacks to stuff.
4: Yeah, I mean, I was talking to you about it yesterday. They worked really hard on this movie.
3: Yeah, they They did. They paid
4: attention to every single detail. Yeah. And like Joe said, you will not be disappointed if you go see it. It It was fantastic. There were scenes in it that. Will send goosebumps all over your body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: and the end is um, I'm not going to talk about the end. I'm yeah. just probably not going to talk because it's it's not you at all. Really say anything. Yeah, it's not at all what I expected. But, but it was. Um, it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a perfect way to put it. It was beautiful, and this whole movie was incredible. Um, the showdown i guess at the very end because you know there's a showdown at some point in this Mm -hmm. movie you know if you've watched any of these you know there's a big throwdown but the way it was done was akin to anything i've actually seen on a comic book page it's just amazing absolutely amazing so that's all I had to say about that because we yeah. can't talk about spoilers. No, we definitely. I wouldn't want to anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't no, want to ruin it for anybody. Ruin it, but you know. So, um, so yeah, so there's that. Uh, we finally got to see that. Uh, I finally got to see the uh, final episode of Gotham, and uh, that was that was pretty cool. Um, kind of a trip how they did it, but uh, you know. <laughs> oh, hey, I gotta. Uh, that's Thank you,
4: Scott. A, thanks, Scott, moment. for
3: the timely note. Um, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, today is National Free Comic Book Day, so uh, go support your local comic shop. Go and uh, pick up a freebie. I'm gonna have to do that later. That sounds like a brilliant idea. Um, I miss collecting comics. I'm not gonna lie.
4: What are you talking about? You got three boxes of them.
3: <laughs> no, that is my collection. I <laughs> I miss reading new ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, getting them every week and reading them. And, you know, getting engrossed in those stories but uh you know, it's not an expense. family. Yeah. It's not an expense. Uh oh and in oh no I'm not gonna talk about it. Um anyway, it's not an expense that I can I can justify at the moment. So <laughs> anyway, um so
2: today
4: so today uh, we'll finished with our little rundown, I guess. Yeah. Uh we are chatting with somebody who I have a, a great deal of respect for. I I have been on her show, and, uh, and it was a really good experience. Um, I follow her obviously on on Twitter, and she is she's really kind of a, I would say a sort of a guiding light in a sense because she she makes herself available for anybody who who needs the the help you know despite what everything that she may be going through and i recently found out she also works a nine-to-five job on top of everything
2: you know else. everything
4: else that she's doing and so I, I find that amazing because i have not been able to pull that one <laughs> off but um we're just really really glad to be able to chat with her today she's uh just a sweetheart and love her to death so please welcome to the show from anxiety.com
3: we have marie
2: Hello everybody. Hi.
3: <laughs>
5: Hello. Hello. How are you? I am today today is a good day. I was actually super, super excited to be on the show for exactly the same reasons that uh Rebecca described. Um being excited to see me apparently. That's that's really sweet. I that really means a lot. Uh because I have so much respect for you and I love what you guys are doing here and the impact you're making on people and, and how you're really trying to, you know, you're working towards change and uh, affecting people's lives and making sure that people know that they're heard and they're not alone and all of that. I just, I have so much respect for that. So uh, it meant a lot. It was kind of yeah. like, it was listening to somebody you look up to tell you that they like you. Like, that's that's really cool. Thank you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you like me. You really, really like
5: me. Exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs>
3: Well, we're we're honored to have you with us, Marie. Thank you for uh, taking the time today to talk to us on our humble little show.
5: Where are you at in the good U.S. I am in North New Jersey. I'm looking out to a beautiful forest out of my window. No complaints. Uh, it is a little bit of a gray day. Uh, but yesterday there was a thunderstorm, so that was pretty nice to watch. But. Today's a little bit warmer and nicer. So yeah, yeah. The, the short answer to your question is New Jersey.
3: <laughs> <laughs> She's in Jersey. She's in Jersey. <laughs> That's great. We we actually, a couple years back, had, took a couple day trip to uh, New York, and our hotel was actually in Newark. Which That's I don't smart. know how close it is to. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, I don't know where in relation to where you're at that is but um, it was interesting um, I'll, I'll say that coming from the Detroit area uh, seeing how urban things are and how it just it seems like everything is stacked on top of each other and it's just it was yeah. culture shock for us a little bit
4: yeah New York yeah. was a little bit too too much for me I was kind of I loved it and
5: she was hiding. overwhelmed <laughs> Yeah, no, New sure. York's a little bit too much for me, too. <laughs>
3: yeah. I uh, I liked it, though.
5: It's so. it's fantastic, Alrighty. and yeah. Uh, I used to work there, and it, it's fantastic until it isn't. It's exactly, I I think I know what you're talking about, Rebecca. It's, it can be quite overwhelming. It can be quite mm-hmm. a lot. Just uh, There's a lot of stimuli all at once coming yep. right at you.
3: Exactly. Yeah, that was one thing that, that I uh I, I noticed too is it, it was you know if you're prone to um anxiety well that too mm-hmm. yeah but no uh just um over was the overload the you know I'm talking overload. about owner Yeah the overstimulation? Yeah, over overstimulation. sensor overload. overload. Yeah that thank you. Um yeah that can really have a negative impact on you I think if you're if you're subject to that. So um,
4: Which is funny because I don't feel like that if I'm in Las Vegas.
3: Well, it's not huh. as, you know, it's weird because you get a similar vibe, but not, you know, you don't have all the like buildings and stuff on top of you. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're when you're in Times Square, you, I mean, you're in a canyon of buildings.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, mm-hmm. and you know, just don't you don't have that with Vegas so much.
4: Yeah, I've always. I've always loved Vegas. It's just we we've talked, you know, here and there about possibly retiring there, just because we both love it so much. But Mm -hmm. I couldn't uh, I couldn't say the same about (laughs) about New York. (laughs) (laughs) So, Marie, do you have any
5: questions for
4: us before we jump into our to our questions?
5: Uh no, how are you two so lovely? I love all this banter and everything. So that's not really a question. It's more a compliment. But yeah, so no <laughs> questions, no. Okay.
3: Um, no, we just after eighteen years or almost eighteen years, we're, we're
5: uh, eighteen.
3: We're we're not sick of each other yet. So. Yeah, you know, we've got really but lucky. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty good. There. Um, you know, yeah. being able to actually, you know, have a partner that you can talk to and bounce ideas off of and make fun of
5: yep so, that's the most which, important part
3: yeah <laughs> so yeah i'm a, i'm a lucky dude you know she doesn't think i am but uh i i beg the and i know that i'm right so.
2: <laughs>
4: yes i'm very lucky as well
3: <laughs> uh, you're not that lucky
4: <laughs> All right. Well, Marie, the first question that we have for you is...
3: The I, no, the first question we have for her is, are, are you sure that you don't want to throw up after that?
5: <laughs> no, I'm in my own mushy relationship, so I, I get it. So we've been together, we're going on uh, towards 11 years, and uh, oh, no, good. I get it. It's, it's, I love hearing when, when people, you know, I love hearing love. I, I don't care how gushy it sounds. It's, it, it's two people who are happy to be together. I mean, you're not happy every moment of every day, but you're happy to be together. And um, not everybody's so lucky to have that. So I don't know. That doesn't gross me out. That makes me happy. That kind of is contagious, I feel like.
3: (laughs) Oh, that's good. Thank
5: Thank you so much.
3: Now our first real question for you.
5: Where
3: does (laughs) your mental health journey begin?
5: Yeah, so uh, it started sometime in, I mean, I went through uh quite a bit as a as a child and so I remember growing up and around the age of 14 being like I don't I don't know that I'm thinking right because I I think these very not just mean things about myself but I you know I think about ending my own life sometimes and I just I knew maybe that wasn't necessarily healthy but you know you're a kid and you talk to your parents about it or at least when I talk to my parents about it they're like yeah you're just growing up this is growing up this is uh you being a teenager so uh and then sometime around 2013 I had my first breakdown and it was uh I was overloaded at work and I I just I had a I, I started feeling uh having suicidal thoughts and I am I am omitting a whole of uh, there's a bunch of stuff that went on in college I guess that wasn't bad but for some reason I I turned directly to 2013 so we I guess we're going to skip ahead.
2: <laughs> um, it's okay.
5: But uh yeah, so in college was the first time I saw a therapist and then uh, in 2013 I I was done with college and I had started working and I was like, well, like I got this. I'm done with school, I'm out of Uh, you know, I really didn't get along with my parents. I'm away from them. I live by myself. Life is about to start. Life is going to be good. And uh, I started having these horrible attacks where I would just stop breathing. And when we would go to the doctor about it with my my now husband, they would say, oh, well, it's uh, it's not asthma. And I was like, of course it's asthma. It has to be an asthma attack because why else could people not breathe? And they're like, well, it could be a A mental thing, and I was like, no, 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 no. I know I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine. And then uh, towards the end of 2013, I completely had a breakdown, and and uh, you know, really had serious thoughts about ending my life, and uh, had to start seeing a doctor three times a week, and uh, that was the first time um, I returned to medication uh, after having come off of it in college, like again, after college, I was like, I totally got this. I, all of my life is going to be good now. And so therefore I'm never going to need to deal with this stuff again. And, um, that's not, that's not how any of this works. (laughs) (laughs) As I'm I'm sure you know. Yeah. Uh, so life, life was, I mean, and for all intents and purposes, I was living with somebody again, it's the same person who I love and adore, I had moved away from my parents, who I felt were, you know, a really awful influence on my mental health. Uh, We were building a family together, and I started creating uh, a space for myself in my career, and everything just started falling apart mentally. Like, I just couldn't handle anything. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, so whenever people, you know, whenever people talk about the fact that like, oh, well, you know, you can, you can have everything and, and still feel miserable. Like, yeah, that's, that's, I use myself as an example for that. And, uh, yeah. So then I, I went and and went to a doctor and, and, um, started going back into therapy. And I remember the moment where I was, uh, you know, I was talking about killing myself. I'd locked myself in the bathroom and I'm, I'm sorry. I hope I I do want to give a, I should have given a trigger warning before I started uh, saying that. Um, but, uh, and my husband came into the room and he was like, you know, if, if you, if you don't work on yourself, if you don't get yourself to a better place mentally, this is, this is not good. You can't keep going like this. You, you have to, you have to get there. You have to work on you and, and, and figure out these demons and, and push against them. And, and that kind of really gave me the strength to remember what was important and what I was doing all of that for, that my past, you know, the PTSD I was experiencing, the, um, the depressive symptoms that were telling me that I was terrible, like all of that, uh, it, it kind of gave me the strength to see those things as just just a part of me and not everything that had to define my day-to-day life, and I really wanted to, to do something about it. Um, I, I hope that makes sense, you guys. <laughs> But I really wanted to to uh, to to see a life where those things did not own me, and and I was fortunate enough that my mind gave me the opportunity to 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 get to that better place with a lot of work with therapists. I thankfully at the time, as people in the U.S. know, insurance is a terrible thing, and at the time I had mm-hmm. good insurance, so I was able to start seeing a, a doctor and got on medication and really, really worked and pushed and did all kinds of workbooks and anything I could uh, to get myself to a place where I felt like life was worth living. Um, And that was also the moment that I promised myself. I was like, if I ever climb out of this, I want to make sure nobody ever feels this way. This is is awful. Um, And so it only took another... (laughs) another, uh, three years before I finally had the guts to actually open up and, and talk about what that was like, um, and talk about how I got through it and I'm, I'm alive, you know, um, that's, that's really the takeaway there is not everybody has their own way of what getting past that looks like, but surviving and Mm -hmm. just, you know, being your best, whatever that is for you. Um, that was, yeah that's what I try to tell people
3: that actually gets into our next question which was uh what made you decide to come forward and tell your story um but before we get to that um just good on you for taking the steps that you recognized that you needed to take yeah a lot of people like that
4: self-aware
3: yeah yeah so uh well done you thanks um yeah, so so uh, what did make you decide to come forward and tell your story?
5: Well, so I started a very, very stressful job, and I'm sure this story is, it, to people who listen, are listening in New York and have ever worked in marketing, this might sound very familiar to you. I started working <laughs> a very stressful job as a project manager in marketing uh, in an ad agency that was running, you know, 20,000 miles an hour. Uh, we were working on a, you know, luxury car brand, and there was no time to stop and breathe, and I was working uh, 9 to 10 to 12-hour days, and I just, just kept going, and um, and I came over to that job, and I, I had told my, my boss, I was like, I, I, I'm not feeling so good, and I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, I could go back to seeing a doctor regularly, but that would mean that I would, you know, once a week, I'd have to either come in late or work from home so that I could accommodate, you know, and they're like, well, you can't do that. So I was like, of course, I can't do that. So then I'm just going to kind of keep pushing through this. This is a good idea. So, uh, (laughs) yeah. And uh, the next step, I'm sure, also people, you know, this this uh, looking back at it, I'm like, this narrative just wrote itself because it's it's very predictable. Uh, I had a a huge breakdown. I had a very public panic attack at work um, Mm -hmm. where I was very lucky that my boss kind of helped me through it It helped me come down from it and um and then she's like, "Well, I I have to talk to somebody about this." And then they're like, "You need to take care of this. Did you know you're not feeling well? You need to do something about this." <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> a- a- after being told that, "Yeah, no, you can't do that."
5: <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah, they're like, "Well, we didn't think you're going to have a panic attack. We thought you were fine." And I was like, "Well, of course you thought I was fine. What was I going to do? Come into work every day like, you know, like uh, like with a lot of heavy black eyeliner and black clothing, like with my hair half over my face, like, hey, guys, like, goth or you know, like, what did you expect? <laughs> you know, it's that whole, like, what does depression yeah. look like? Yeah, no, I didn't walk yeah. around er- telling everybody, like, yeah, guys, I hope you guys are cool. I'm just thinking about how life sucks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so you have uh, your yeah, the new
3: Marilyn Manson. <laughs>
2: yeah, right, right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so well, well,
3: well, <laughs> walking around in cure T-shirts and whatnot. Oh come on!
2: Baby. Don't don't be slamming all the. <laughs> <laughs> Those are like a
6: bunch of listeners.
2: Not all I, I, I...
4: <laughs> I
5: kid No, of I course I'm kidding. It. Yeah. I'm just I'm just imagining that scene. Everybody knows the scene from Spider-Man Three, right, where he like goes emo and starts dancing like a weirdo. Oh, uh... Like was that was supposed to happen? Was I supposed to like come into the office one day and just like, just totally no, transform into somebody that looks like it ever, a? Please <laughs> don't ever.
3: Please don't please don't ever do that. Cause that's terrible.
5: No, that's how you Whoa. know things are terrible. That's how you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: when you're when you're when you're looking like Peter Parker from Spider-Man Three and you're dancing and you're looking emo, yeah, that's you're, you've gone off the deep that. uh, end. Yeah,
2: that's, that's good that, that you don't remember. Really right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. For, oh. Forget the Marilyn Manson t-shirts. You know, if you're going emo Peter Parker, I mean, that's, that's it. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. That's rough.
5: Yep. 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 Rough uh, yeah. So I didn't do that. So they couldn't tell, <laughs> they couldn't tell. And so then I yeah. had this public, uh, public breakdown at work and they were like, Hey, you're not feeling well. And I was like, really? Thank you for letting me know. <laughs> So uh, they're like, well, we're going to have to ask you to, you know, to, we think it's better if you take some time for yourself. And I was like, well, this is it. This is, this is the moment where I could sit here and just completely fall apart over the fact that I lost what I thought was my dream job in, you know, this dream career. And I don't know what I'm going to do now with my life, or I could make a change and and try to make sure, again, that nobody felt that way. And again, uh, I was fortunate enough that I was in a place that A, I had access to therapy, B, I had access to a psychiatrist that I trusted that could prescribe medication that was appropriate for me. C, you know, so like, I don't want anybody who's like, oh, well, I, you know, you know, I still don't know what I'm doing in my career. I can't do a full time job. I don't want anybody to think that that's the only way to go or that I'm promoting that, like, you have to do that. Like, there is there is a normal there is a best for you. And um, I just I didn't feel my best. And I didn't feel like I was in my life where I where I wanted to be. And from that moment, I could have fallen apart or I could have said, all right, how do we, how do we make lemonade? What are we going to do with this? And uh, mm. so I was in a good enough space that uh, the little background here is that I had slowly started writing after years of telling myself that I could never do it. I was fortunate enough to find somebody who was like, well, I'll edit your writing if you write a little, few short stories here and there. And that, mm. thanks to that person, um, a few years later, I had the gut to, to write. So I was like, "Well, I'm I'm finally writing a few things here and there. What if I publish them? What if I made a little mm-hmm. blog out of that?" So I started the blog, and then the second piece to that was, "Well, this isn't this doesn't feel like enough. I I want to start conversations, and how do I, uh, I?" Am I jumping ahead? I feel <laughs> i I'm, <kind of, laughs> I'm, I'm going um, along, but well, I just you're... realized you guys might have not answered the question yet.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we uh, we we. we... Yeah, you jumped ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you don't it's need okay to make though. me feel it's better. Okay.
5: It's okay. I was, yeah, I was on a right away train <laughs> I, there for a second.
3: <laughs> well, I tell you what, let's uh, let's take a minute to uh, to reset, and we're going to take our, our first break here and listen to Travel Around Your World by Matt Stern. Sit tight, guys. We'll see you in a couple of minutes.
2: Leave the rest to destiny I want to travel got me feeling lonely, I can never feel the warmth, I'm still out in the cold, you never leave a room with you still in it, and it's torturing me, be a thought that I have fell of before, but I have never in my life ever been this short, I'm just trying to keep this holy, leave the rest to destiny, yeah, I want to travel around,
3: What up, y'all? <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Welcome. You
2: never say that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Voices for Change 2.0. I'm Joe. She's Rebecca. On the line, we've got the beautiful, lovely, and talented Marie from Anxiety. I hope I'm saying that right. Did I say it I right? I you anxiety?
5: got it. Anxiety. It's Anxiety with an M. You got it.
3: Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Well, then I got it right. So yeah, so like I said, what up, y'all? Oh
5: please, <laughs>
3: killing me. <you. laughs> well, you know, it's it's what I do. I kill. Yes, you do. Yeah. So how's it going, lady?
5: Still good. Still still cook, uh, still cooking. Still,
3: good. Still cook good. Okay.
4: That's good. So the next question that we have for you, uh, you talked a little bit about it, but we kind of cut you off. <laughs>
2: Um, no, I cut myself off. About, it was time. I gave myself a okay. hook. <laughs>
4: talk to us about your Twitch stream and and what that is and and how it got started.
5: Awesome. Yeah. So this is this is my favorite part. Uh, I I do I do love writing, but this was uh, this was a a child of, um, actually, it could be super cheesy, corny about it. A child of enlightenment. I was, uh, yeah, I was doing yoga in the mountains. I, that's not a joke. Uh, I was doing yoga wow. in the mountains at a festival, and I came up, you know, and I realized I, I was thinking about how I could do something that was meaningful, and not that writing's not meaningful. I just wanted to reach people directly, and uh, somebody told me about Twitch, and I was like, I think, I, I think that's what I'm going. To do I think that's it because uh, YouTube is fantastic for videos, but A, I felt like there are already quite a few wonderful voices raising awareness uh, who are professionals who really, really knew, you know, their subject matters in and out that were talking about that stuff. And I wanted, uh, I wanted to educate people live in a manner where people could respond to me immediately. They can ask their questions where there was a forum where they could come and say, you know what, I I don't understand. Why is it that, you know, so-and-so says they're depressed, but they they don't look depressed? And, uh, you know, why why is it that somebody would ever want to to commit suicide, uh, you know, end their life? Why, you know, ask, I wanted to give people a space to ask those questions that A, might be silly and B, inappropriate, but most importantly, you know, they still need to be asked. People still need to know, they need to, you know, if you don't give them a space where you can correct them in a, in a polite and, and warm and welcoming manner, then, you know, that's how ignorance is bred. So I, that's, that's kind of what I saw. I saw a lot of advocates online talking about their personal experience, and then I saw professionals, you know, talking about it from the perspective of this is what this means and this is how this stands. And I didn't see anybody in the middle bridging that gap between here's my personal experience but this is what the science says about it. And that's what I that's what I set out to build and I wanted to do that in a space where people could interact with me live. And so that's how the Twitch channel was born.
3: Hmm. That's really, really cool. Yeah, very cool. You know, Thank uh, you. being able to being able to actually interact with you know, your listeners and, and whatnot and answer questions because you're right. You know, there's a, an aspect of if you don't ask a question, no matter how inappropriate it might be, you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 the ignorance for lack of a better word just perpetuates, you know, it, it reminds me, yes. there's, I don't know if you watch, I don't know if you watch Runes of New Black or not, But there is a scene. I watched
5: the first few seasons, but go on.
3: (laughs) Okay. So there's a scene where um, there's a character named Lorna, and uh, she is getting her hair done um, by uh, Sophia. Sophia. And Sophia is a transgendered uh, black female. And Mm -hmm. Lorna asks her a question and refers to her as a lady man and you're like whoa mm-hmm. and you know sophia's like are you sure you want to be asking me that when i got a handful of your hair in my you know in my hand and she's like well, i don't know any better i you know i don't know from these things you know that's why i'm asking you know and it's it kind of speaks to you know when when you're trying to get answers sometimes you can't be delicate about it and you have to just put it out there point blank
4: stumble your way into it
3: yeah you know and you're not asking from Mm -hmm. the point of view of trying to offend somebody you you just you don't know and you don't understand and you don't know what the proper terminology is so you, you you do your best with it and you know it's you know from from a certain point of view it's a relatable thing but it still makes you cringe Mm -hmm. Oh, of
5: course. Oh, yeah. Oh, I cringe hard. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, you, you you encounter questions like that, but, you know, I think sometimes, especially with all of us in the, uh, you know, dealing with mental illness, um, we almost have to be confronted by that just so people can understand on a certain level that, you know, maybe they don't see otherwise.
4: I'd much rather just be approached than having the people just kind of, you know, pointing their finger at me and mm-hmm. not saying anything or saying that yeah. I'm a narcissist. Or, you know, I'm the farthest thing from a narcissist. And to have had people call me that because of what I've written is is really, really oh. kind of devastating. You know, yeah. I I don't I don't think I have narcissistic. Personality disorder or whatever mm-hmm. it is that somebody said. So, um, it's I, like I said, I, I just would rather have people just come forward and say, "Hey, you know, this is what I felt when I read this. Can you talk to me more mm-hmm. about it?" Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to just pointing fingers and leaving hideous reviews. <laughs> yeah, not not to mention
3: yeah, right. what you what you wrote. You know, your a good five years removed from the original writing of it. You're a Mm -hmm. different person than you were back then, you know? And even your perspective might have changed on what you've written Mm -hmm. from five years ago. So being able to explain to somebody in more contextual terms is, you know, that's a beneficial thing versus just being pointed at, Mm you know, and you know, when you point at somebody, three fingers point back at you
2: all mm-hmm. oh, that's cute. Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> no,
5: it's it's very yeah. true. It's very true. And everybody, you know, I sometimes, and people don't always do it out of malice, right? And I I have to like people say, you know, it's it's naive to assume that everybody means the best for you, and I, I, I don't agree. I don't deny that. Of course, there are people who, uh, you know, who who are rude, but in in what I call very pretentiously what I call my line of work. Hold on (laughs) one second. Sorry guys.
3: Somebody excited.
5: Oh boy. We've had construction going on, so the dog likes to let us know that we have construction going on, the neighbors. (laughs) Sorry about
4: that. We're gonna actually construction going on in the next room in about
3: uh, forty minutes. About forty minutes. Yeah, yeah. We're supposed to be uh, finally. We we had a leak in our bathroom back in February from the roof, and you know they they came and they cut out a portion of the uh, ceiling and a portion of the wall, and we've had this big oh. hole in our bathroom since February, and they're finally coming oh. today to patch bathroom, and that hopefully that means very soon they'll be working on the roof, so. Yeah. Congrats. You know, that's what we've been dealing with. It's fun to have to get oh, over. Oh boy. Yeah.
5: We just so. did. It. So congratulations on that baby. We just, we just, we literally, <laughs> we had a year and a half of a leak. So I feel that so hard, and it was, yeah. just, it was just fixed. So, oh, I, my uh-huh. heart goes out to you. I, that's so, so stressful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
3: well you know. By the time we're done with this house, we'll be in great shape to sell it.
5: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yep. Yeah. That's that's what exactly what we said. We we're like new ceiling. That's what we're gonna put on the on the on the yeah. listing. New, brand new ceiling, brand new roof. <laughs> Don't ask yeah, why. We've, we've, just is.
3: <laughs> we've, we've got so much like that with this house. We've been here since 2006. 2006. So yeah, 13 years. Mm-hmm. 13 years. And uh, yeah, we've we've put a lot into it. So, mm-hmm. but back
5: yeah. to you. Yeah, that's. Oh so, yeah, um... yeah. Homeownership. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Um uh, That can be a point of anxiety. <laughs> oh my gosh, please. Oof. Yeah, this is this a roof situation <laughs> with, with its own its own stressor? Uh, yeah. And it's another one where people expect you to act like nothing's going on. You can't like go into work every day and be like, yes, yeah, so I didn't sleep last night because my roof leaked all night.
3: Yeah, well, that's been going on
5: for 6 months, so deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yep. yep. Um uh, so your your writing, y- your website features your blog uh among other things. Uh what are some of the things that you do write about?
5: So, uh the the blog the, the blog is dedicated to it originally started for as a therapeutic way for me to get out all these kind of angry, you know, kind of angry thoughts that I had towards the world saying, why don't you understand these things about me? These are things or I understand these things about people with, with different mental health challenges that you might not have. Why don't you, you know, why do you judge me for having to take medication when, when you just don't have to, like, it must be very lucky Mm -hmm. for you to not have to do that. And so like that was one of the first pieces I wrote and uh oh well you don't understand i'm this way because i grew up with very narcissistic parents and this is how that affected me and so the the first pieces that i wrote were very much just like please understand that i am i'm not a terrible person and you know kind of like you were saying rebecca like i'm you know i i'm not selfish i'm i'm not narcissistic it's this is just these are these are reactions to things that have happened to me and i'm i'm doing my gosh darn best <laughs> And uh, so originally the pieces were about that. And then it slowly evolved into me trying to learn more about other people's psychology. And so now, you know, I do, I do little advice pieces about, Oh, uh, you know, here's what I do when I'm experiencing a panic attack, or here's what I do when I'm in a depressive episode. And so, so those are regular blog pieces, but what I really enjoy writing are the journalistic uh, side of it where I get to, dig in deep into a topic and and figure out kind of what makes it tick. And like recently I wrote a piece that was published on medium um, that's called why positive psychology makes me cringe. And it was, it was exactly about that. Why, how we've kind of bastardized this beautiful concept of uh, the concept altogether was how about we look at people with mental illnesses as, as not just being broken and less than and having to be fixed, but, hey, you know, there's just a few kinks in your armor. Let's, let's see what we can do to enhance you instead of looking at it as how mm-hmm. can we fix you, right? And right. so what started as that idea has become a, uh, you know, you'll see it on social media. You'll see it a lot of it on Instagram is, uh, you know, don't come at me with your negativity and then don't no hate and, and all that stuff that just pretends that nothing bad ever happens in the world. And that was never mm-hmm. the intent of positive psychology. And so I, I dug into that and I, I wrote a piece about it because I and it started with me being just uh, very kind of angry at positive, like p- people being like, you know, uh, I'm just grateful for everything I have today. And, and I don't want to I like I've, I one post that I could that I could quote is. You know, you could choose to be mad at the world or you could choose to have a good day. And I was like, oh, well, you can choose some things, but choosing to have a good day is not always up to you. And, and like, where mm-hmm. does that come from? Well, it comes from people thinking that if you could just think yourself into a positive state, you'll be happy. And, that's, yeah. you know, not, not how a lot of things work. and It's definitely not how depression works. Definitely not how anxiety works. And so, yeah. So I dug into that topic, and then that was featured. And um, and then I still write. So I call them autobiographical research pieces. So like the last one was, what recovery is possible? It's just not what you think it looks like. And that's been about my hmm. process of recovery and what it looks like to other people versus what it is like to me and what I feel like I've accomplished versus where I still have to go. And how, you know, every recovery is, is beautiful in its own way because it's, it's you working to be your best you, whatever that can be in that moment.
3: Well said. Yeah, definitely. Well said. And it's, yeah. it's funny that you mentioned the, the, the positivity thing because where my mind went right to on that was, um, are, you, are you familiar with a uh, guy named Diamond Dallas Page?
5: He's a former no, wrestler. I don't
3: think so oh okay okay he well he has a his a, his own yoga program out now it's a really good yoga program actually we we own it mm-hmm. um but we interviewed him uh, a couple years ago and uh that it could have gone better yeah you know oh boy
4: <laughs> aside from um, aside from all the f bombs he dropped. <laughs> yeah there was that but
3: uh, you know and he he was very much one of these, where it almost got to where he was lecturing us by the end of it, and just very. Anti- oh, that's lovely.
5: Thank you so much, sir. Yeah.
3: Yeah, you and, know, just and, the whole positivity thing that he was he was pushing, and it's like, well, no, you don't, you don't get it, man. Yeah. You know. And
4: and, and I'd been talking to him previous to that. You know, I actually he actually called me, and um, was was going over the the program with me and. And was like, you know, you're just basically sort of a, the type of person that would say you just have to get up and do it, and mm-hmm. that then everything's going to be fine. And you know, those mm-hmm. of us who deal with things like bipolar and anxiety, and sometimes we can't just mm-hmm. get up and do it. Yeah. You know, and right. it's not an excuse. <laughs> right. It's yeah. That I would like you to know. get up
5: and do it, and I can't. That's the issue. Right.
2: Exactly. It's
4: not just an excuse. It's it's a it's a physical sense of dread and and you know, pain and just all of these other horrific emotions that are difficult to express when you're dealing with that type of a situation.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's mm-hmm. not
4: mm-hmm.
3: you know, it's not anything you decide on. It just no. it it is. Yeah. It's a it's a physical manifestation of what you're going through mentally.
4: And it doesn't make us weak. No. You know, I, just no. because I I wake up some days and I'm depressed and I've got a migraine and, you know, doing something, it just isn't in the cards right then. it doesn't mean that as a person I should just be able to like say, okay, I'm going to get up now and everything's going to be great and everything, right. all that stuff is going to go away. It mm-hmm. just, it doesn't happen right. like that. And
5: yeah. well, I just
4: really, I say this to it people. grinds my gears. Oh,
2: sorry.
5: No, it Go grinds ahead. my gears a lot too. And, and to those people, I, I, I like to say, you know, you sit there and tell yourself how you're a piece of garbage for 12 hours and then try to get up and do something, you know, right. it's really easy to say if you're not in that mindset, if you haven't lived through knowing when, you know, inside your head, the only, the only voice is saying, you know, you could just, you could just end it all. You could just, uh, mm-hmm. just don't worry about it. Just finish it. And then you right. don't have to live like this anymore. You know, when you're fighting against that, yeah, no, you can't just get up and be like, Well, I'm just gonna turn that right off. Who wants that? Yeah. Who out there yeah. is like, This is this is I want to live in this misery? Who it's mm. it's a very it's a very fine line. Yes, I do believe we make choices in our lives. Yes, I do believe we fight to be better people, but for some people that fight is very, very difficult. And for some people yeah. it comes naturally. And I'm very happy for you if you don't have to fight as much as other people do. But with somebody for somebody who has depression and anxiety and uh, you know and and a number of other illnesses that will affect you that way, no, it doesn't just come that. Way. You know, you think a soldier coming home from war wants to have a flashback and and see his friend die over and over again? No, that is
2: just it's, yeah. it's,
5: it makes no it makes no sense. It, it's mm-hmm. so I feel like it's a yeah. very stubborn. Single lens to look at the world in, and it's very much like, well, if you don't see it my way, then you must not, you must not be trying hard enough. What doesn't make any sense?
3: There's there's a lot of that going on Mm -hmm. these days um, Mm
5: -hmm. across Mm -hmm.
3: all sorts of broad spectrums. You know, you see it with different religious groups, you see it with different political groups. You see it, Mm -hmm. you know, if you don't think my way, well, you're wrong. Well, Mm -hmm. no. I'm different than you are,
2: right. you
3: know? Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. I love all those little coexist bumper stickers that you see where it's, you know, different. Like sometimes there's a religion one and like the T is a cross and the C is the,
2: mm-hmm. that crescent
3: mm-hmm. that the, that the Muslims use and, you know, different things like that. I just, I, I get the, the biggest kick out of those. Cause it's like, why can't we all just coexist?
2: Yeah. Right.
3: Why can't right. we just get alone? <laughs>
2: so we're excuse
4: me we're getting pretty close to the end of the show um but we wanted to give you the opportunity really quick to talk about your uh hashtag be the light
5: oh. yeah, so be the light is this uh <laughs> no um so it's the reason I say oh is 'cause it's not it's not really my hashtag I've seen it used quite a bit, and it it wasn't oh, okay. uh. I knew it wasn't the most original idea because the, the, the concept is just, you know, it's what Gandhi said. It's be the change you want to see in the world. And, and that's what be the light means to me, but it's specific to me to mental health and saying that, you know, if you feel like the world is unjust and, and people uh, just don't understand and they're treating you unfairly, you know, and you're listening to guys like this wonderful Diamond Dallas page telling you, uh, <laughs> you know, you have to be this way. Go out there and, and be an example of how you would like to be treated. Treat, treat other people that way. Be an example of how you believe people with mental health issues should be treated. Go to somebody else who's not feeling well and, and help them. Show, show other people what you need when you're unwell because a lot of people don't understand. I feel like, what you know, what do I do if you're just sad? Why well, i'll show you i just need you to be there for me and i'll be there for you when you're not well and serving as that example so being that light to somebody else and and the other side of it of course is 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 knowledge you know spread that knowledge spread that awareness uh so that's what be the light is all about
2: cool very cool
5: that was my shortest answer i'm sorry <laughs> Thank you. Everything else was so long. And that one was short.
4: Excuse me. Um we have a couple of things that we, we wanted to bring up quickly, but I'm gonna have a coffee yes. break, I think.
5: Don't,
3: don't cough. It's okay.
5: Take coffee take Just your coughing positive. break. Just be positive, Just be positive. Take
3: away about, your about cough. it. That's all you gotta
5: do. Yeah. Be positive. Be positive. Be positive. Have cough. you tried not coughing? <laughs>
3: Yeah, have you, you try.
5: you're not, not even coughing. trying.
2: Yeah.
3: You know, maybe awesome. maybe take a breath or something, you know.
5: Have you tried not coughing, honey?
3: Yeah. Well, believe me, I've tried not coughing and I just can't. <laughs> no, not you're do not it. trying
5: hard enough. That's what it is.
3: If yeah, you tried yeah, hard it's, enough, it's, it's, it
5: would work.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, <laughs> I
3: have to
4: cough. <laughs> Marie, why don't you tell us a little bit about. Uh, where people can find you on social media and where people can find your podcast.
2: Yeah,
5: let's go. So uh, the podcast in an audio form has been placed on hold, but uh, episodes of anxiety are all syndicated on YouTube. And of course the way you the best way to catch it is to catch it live. That way you can enjoy all the interactivity and the conversations that we have and be part of the whole thing. And that's at twitch.tv slash anxiety, spelled anxiety without the A and with an M instead. And uh, so I am very often on Twitter. And uh, and then if you need to contact me and and think about me and ask me any questions, that's when you go to my website. I also have a resources page there. So very commonly people come to me and say, I don't know where to go. Uh, You know, there's so many sources out there. I don't know which ones I can trust and which ones to send to somebody who's not feeling well, so that I put together a resources page, and I try to also, I have references to all my episodes, so it's very likely at this point, we've been doing the show for a year and a half, it's very likely that, you know, um, we might have had an episode that references, you know, a specific type of mental illness that will have Sources in there to learn a little bit more about it. So you can go and do your research. Uh, so that's all on the website. That's all on anxiety.com. And like I said, I'm most often on Twitter. I also have an Instagram because of course who doesn't and I have a really cute dog. So he, <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> the Instagram is really for the cute dog. Let's be honest here. And yeah. Um, yeah. And then twitch. uh, twitch.tv slash Tuesdays Wednesdays and Thursdays at 7 p.m. New York City Eastern Time is when you can find me uh, and we have a quite a few like really awesome episodes coming up we talk through movies uh, we talk through topics we have call-ins on Thursdays so there's there's a lot of fun to be had no matter what day you call in whether it's Tuesday Wednesday or Thursday cool. that's awesome, that's awesome.
3: Yeah. so really quick we're going to mention this um, for those that don't know
4: it is Mental Health Awareness Month. Yep. And uh, I meant to bring this up at the beginning of the show. We got a little
3: sidetracked with it. our
4: Avengers chat, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. We do have a plan. Uh, we had planned it for today as well, but uh, like we mentioned before, we've got these construction guys coming in, so we had to cancel our our second show uh, for today. But for the rest of the month, we're doing two shows every Saturday Mm -hmm. in observance of Mental Health Awareness Month. And um, make sure you you, uh, get online and and talk about what you're going through and, and what improvements you think we need to be making in the future as far as, you know, battling stigma and, you know, making it easier for people to have just general conversations about mental health, you know, as if they were talking about having a cold.
3: Which coincidentally yeah. we have. Yes. <laughs> so.
4: You're talking so, about that. Marie, are, you doing, <laughs> are you doing anything special for Mental Health Awareness
5: Month? Uh, yeah. So uh, we were fundraising for TakeThis.org, which is a mental health uh, awareness organization that focuses on gamers and game developers. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so I always love to. Re- I'm sorry?
4: No, I was just
2: saying
5: wow. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so we were fundraising for them, and I love to mention them any opportunity I have. Uh, so that's takethis.org. I have also written pieces for them. Um, and, and other than that, we're just doing, we're just doing our, our regular shows. I do have a new blog piece and or YouTube video coming out every Wednesday this month. Uh, again, to commemorate the month and and make sure that people are really, really having that discussion and support your local mental health advocate, guys. That's the best thing that you could do. If if you're not sure you're ready to talk about it, be, you know, going out there and uplifting somebody like, uh, you know, the Voices for Change peeps or, uh, oh, I can't even, there's so many mental health advocates out there that could use your signal boost, you know? So if you're not ready to talk about it, help boost somebody who is. Well said. Yes,
4: awesome. Thank you. So we are going to have to sign off for for now. Yep. Um, we've had a great time talking to you today, Marie. Thank you for putting up with us.
5: Oh, <laughs> oh pleasure's all mine. Mm-hmm.
3: Thank you, dear. And uh, you stay on the line, and we're yep. going to end out the show with Thrill of the Chase by Hayden Joseph. See you next week, guys. Uh...
2: This was fun I hope we do it We'll be
1: Welcome to Astro Kiki Radio. We are the E-News of Astrology. Today, we'll be diving into the cosmic guidance from the stars, celebrities, and entertainment lifestyle. Thanks for joining us, and let's see what the universe has in store. Hello, all of my cosmic, star-crossed lovers. I hope that you're having a wonderful day. Welcome to May. We are excited for an entire new season here with all sorts of astrological magic and goodies just for you. My name is Kyle Thomas, and I am a pop culture astrologer. We have an excellent show planned today where we are going to talk about some astrology forecast that's happening here, some celebrity entertainment, as well as a god who is a guest here today. We will dive right into that shortly, and now I would love for us to talk to our co-hosts here. My name is Aaron, I'm an astro coach living in Los Angeles,
0: and I'm ready to talk some astrology.
7: Hey guys, I'm Sam Davidson, uh, entertainment news journalist, red carpet reporter, pop culture expert. All things entertainment, I know it all. And I would like to introduce our special guest, Clark Moore. Thank you so much for being here, Clark.
6: Thanks for having me.
7: So you guys might know Clark from the amazing movie Love, Simon, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and the new Netflix show Huge in France. Um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and Huge in France are both now available on Netflix. He is extremely talented, and your star has risen so much over the past couple of years. I mean, what's that been like for you? Did it happen very fast?
6: Thank you. It's been. I mean, for me, I you know I want everything to happen immediately, so it feels slow. But uh, relatively speaking, things have been going really well over the past couple of years. So I'm very grateful.
7: What is the most surprising thing that you think has happened to you over over the past couple of years? Uh,
6: the fact that I'm working at all has been a surprise. It's been nice, a, a welcome surprise, um, but it's been continuous, which is great. So I'm just hoping that it continues.
7: I think so. And obviously, you guys can all hear us right now, but we'll post his photo on Instagram, and just look him up, and you'll think to yourself, oh, that guy, I've seen him in so many things.
6: (laughs) That's me.
7: Yeah, that is you. Well, we are going to be getting into everything about you in just a little bit, but before then, we want to get into our weekly forecast with the two boys.
1: Absolutely. So there's two things that we want to jump on this coming week. As we were talking about last week, we are now in Taurus season because we bang, married, and killed some Taurus last week, and that was fun. Mm. (laughs) Uh, This week we have a new moon in Taurus on May fourth. Aaron, can you tell us a little bit about that? This new moon is wonderful. Um, We just experienced Pluto
0: and Saturn retrograde, so. Anything new you want to any sort of new intentions, goals or anything that you want to, anything you want to um, begin, this new moon is going to be a wonderful time to plant those seeds of intention, especially now that the retrogrades are in effect and you will be redefining, restructuring um, boundaries and, and, and reputations for yourself. And, and the Taurus new moon is in very harmony with is' in strong harmony with them. it's very earth energy. So you can especially think about tangible, earthly, um, things you wish to manifest for the next lunar the next lunar month but also the next 6 months culminating at the Taurus full moon come Scorpio season
1: totally one of the things that i think is really beautiful about this this moon so as astrologers we do obviously look ahead to kind of cast the the cosmic weather if if you will uh, to see what is ahead and then kind of see which battles you know must be approached but ultimately that lead us to a higher level of consciousness and happiness in our lives. This is one of the best new moons of the entire year and I'm so grateful because we've been going through so many storms lately and I mean Sam, how, like, how, have, how have they been feeling for you? <laughs>
7: oh, thank you for asking. Um, yeah, it has been really weird a lot of really good things have been happening for me, especially in my career. But mentally and emotionally, I've kind of been a hot mess and I've been very afraid of success. I don't really understand why. I've been kind of digging up old grudges mm-hmm. that I have held on to, but kind of put in a box and put them away. And now all of a sudden, I'm dreaming about these people I'm angry about. I wake up angry. And I mean, I'm being given all these amazing opportunities. And I'm really, I'm like yelling at myself, what is wrong with you? Stop this behavior. And I, I asked the boys, I was like, what is going on with me?
1: Well, one thing that, about this actually with this new moon uh, is that Neptune is going to be playing with the new moon. And it's going to be putting a focus on healing our relationships, expanding our relationships. So there are some people that are going to be deepening their connection with, with other people, you know, whether that be intimately, romantically, creatively, you know, and, and allowing. That process of release to happen, and and I do think that that's something to highlight. But yeah. also, this is a good time for meditation, or you know, really focusing on our sensitive needs because Neptune rules that, that that deep deep area of of our lives and our emotions. And so, yeah, I mean, could you talk a little about that too? Yeah. So Neptune, we're dealing with with psychic
0: and spiritual sensitivity. So you're in your dream. Neptune rules dreams. So in your dream world, you're seeing these people because it's, it's wanting to review so you can truly release and let go of whatever mm. you're holding on to. Um, Neptune is currently home in Pisces and will be oh. there for a very long time. Clark, oh. our, our dear friend, Pisces, double Pisces, Pisces moon and sun.
6: Yeah, I've been um, having some dreams.
0: Been having Very vivid, I bet. <laughs>
6: yes, and, and retreading old territory for sure. Yeah, yeah. me as well. Um,
7: I just the, thought this was supposed to be uh, easier times because Mercury retrograde literally Mm. tore us all to pieces. I I think I can speak for most of the population on on that one. (laughs) Well, the thing
1: about, you know, looking at the stars is that we obviously have certain different transits when, when, let's say, you know, one of the next things that we were going to talk about is that Mercury, the planet of communication business, you know, writing, all of that kind of technology, it's going to be going into Taurus on the 6th. So, you know, as astrologers, we look at the different cycles and patterns that are happening, but also when planets are not working well together, we can actually forecast that. So you may see that there's a problem in your relationship. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and and right now with Mercury, um, since it goes into uh, Taurus next week, it's now challenging Saturn and Pluto, who just retrograded in Capricorn so there's a challenge with our mental energy so even though we, we pass that um, Mercury retrograde which also brought up a lot of this relationship stuff mm-hmm. to the surface but until we truly let go and that is a lot of what Pisces energy has to do it's the last sign mm-hmm. letting go and now it's in challenge with these other two planets that are, are forcing us to redefine and, and transform and restructure we have to really overcome the, the mental barriers that are holding us back. Um, and with Aries too, it, Aries is fiery, it's, it's very direct, um, but, and can get pretty angry, and it's all about the self. Capricorn has to do with you know, your reputation, how you see yourself in the world, um, and, and the structures of society. So, and, and like fame and all these other things. So, but all, it can also be a placement of, of those serious relationships that have to do with reputation or or placements of where you have to overcome that and especially that aggression that can come out between the angles of, of Capricorn and Aries.
7: Yeah, and it's it's interesting you say that too because I've told you guys this off air. But last week I had just a very amazing experience. I covered a red carpet, and you know it's very easy in this industry to think that you are ignored, that no one knows who you are, that you know who everyone is, Mm. and they don't know you. And there was this one night that everyone was like Sam Davidson, Sam Davidson. They knew my name, were giving me all these compliments, and I literally pinched myself. I was like, Am I in in a weird dream? Then the next day I got the nicest email from a publicist telling me what a bright light I was and how good I was at my job and. I was it, it almost made me uncomfortable to be. I mean, I was so happy. I sent it to my mom and all that stuff. But like, it's so I'm being recognized in this way, but I'm just not used to it. So I'm sure other people out there can relate to that. I hope so. Definitely. And,
0: and a lot of times too, we resist and are almost scared of success. Um, and success would fall under that Capricorn energy. And we have to allow ourselves to have it though, and stop being our own worst enemy. And and Preventing ourselves from having, achieving that and taking that conscious effort, which is what you've been doing. And
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, that's what a lot of the power of astrology is conscious awareness of your patterns, your energies, where things are at and how you can overcome what is going on. So we're going through a, a thing where you're having to redefine and, re- and restructure your your mental world. With, uh, collectively, that's what we're doing um, with the energies, but also... Venus is going to go through this area in a week or two time before entering Taurus as well. So mm-hmm. we, we'll, we, this is when we'll also really be addressing these relationship things and um, coming up because Venus rules a lot of that area. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. So just kind of just tapping off with Mercury in Taurus, you know, everyone's going to start to notice that collectively, you know, you may want to be more practical in how you're focusing on you know, the, the day-to-day things that are going on in your life, you know, really trying to ground ourselves in a way that we are looking at our senses and, and communicating in order to bring more prosperity into our lives. So you'll probably notice that start, starting to really take effect from the 6th until the 21st, and then we will watch Mercury dance on elsewhere.
0: Yes, Well, and, and with to add on to what Kyle was saying, um, in Taurus, it will be easier to tangibly build um, and manifest what you've been putting into action in this Aries energy. Um, it's Taurus, we're on a Taurus, a Taurus planet. It's very earthly, it's fixed Earth. We can see some amazing results through that slow and steady, very um, methodical. Hi. <laughs> a little cat jumped up
6: here. Yes,
7: Aries himself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, unless there's anything else to contribute for the forecast, we are going to get into my favorite part, which is the celebrity pop culture stories of the week. Um, These are some of the most buzzworthy, talked about stories with different celebrities. first story is Megan Fox files to dismiss divorce from Brian Austin Green years after getting back together so Megan Fox everyone knows her is like one of the hottest women in the entire world Brian Austin Green hasn't been in stuff in a while. He's now known to younger people as essentially her husband. Um, But I've been re-binging OG Beverly Hills 90210. Let me just tell you, he is more than just her husband. But they have had a very tumultuous relationship. So I'm just going to give you guys kind of a breakdown of where they have come from and where they are now. So they've been on and off for literally over a decade and Megan originally filed for divorce in December of 2015 after 11 years together, five of which they were married, and then they reconciled about a year later, and she revealed that she was pregnant with, her third, with their third child, who was born in August of 2016. Since the split um, and very informal reconciliation, the two have avoided public appearances together until last month when they were looking very cozy when a photographer saw them walking in L.A., And Green, uh, Brian Austin Green, actually has his own podcast, and he recently spoke about marriage and love and how sometimes things don't work out, but, you know, right now he is in a very happy marriage, and they are working it out, and he's even open to having another child with her. And uh, this past week on Thursday, Megan Fox made it official. She officially filed papers to dismiss the divorce proceedings. So things are looking up, and... I hope that they continue to look up. That said, I don't want to say things that I don't necessarily know, but there have been rumors about Brian Austin Green being extremely controlling, um, and I'm sure we will get into that possibly with their Mm -hmm. signs um, Megan sign, what is Megan's sign?
0: She's a Taurus sun, yes. Capricorn rising Leo moon.
7: And Brian?
0: He is a Cancer sun, Libra rising Capricorn moon.
7: Okay, so let's talk about kind of their compatibility if these dates and these years like match up to what's been going on with their
1: relationship. Well, technically, Taurus and Cancer are super compatible. So they flow together naturally really well. You know, when I was really learning astrology, one of the things that I was kind of st- stuck with me from Susan Miller specifically was that you know, earth, you have the seeds, they blend together with water to make flowers. So they tend to grow really well together and, and, and complement each other. So, you know, that is, you know, really, really important there. Uh, also, he is really drawn to her rising sign because it is on the house of partnership for him. And and so that, you know, again, is, there's this intense draw. Uh, however, looking at, you know, just kind of where their relationship has been, they have been going through, they're now going into eclipse cycles with, that are hitting their identity and their house of partnership. And then last year, there was a very significant focus on love and romance and marriage for both of them because of different planets that were affecting it. So Jupiter is the planet of good luck and good fortune, miracles, it kind of opens doors for us. It was gracing through Scorpio most of 2018. This created for Megan a big focus on healing and resurrecting her relationship in her marriage sector. So that was really, really crucial at that time. However, the way it works for him is that it was actually focusing on bringing back to life his love life and romantically. So that's you know what was literally happening. And then on top of all of that, Venus was retrograde, which was shaking up all of this, You know, having them reassess their commitments and their love lives and then also divinely reconnecting them uh the last thing i will just notice about this is and then you know i feel like that really kind of touches on what everything i saw here is that however with brian being a libra rising he has had uranus the planet of, of chaos and like you know radical change and shaking things up across the sky from him in aries for the last seven years well it's left that place so that the tumultuous, you know, back and forth and chaos that was going on in his important relationships is now done.
7: Oh, good. What else? Do you see anything else uh, from that?
0: I mean, just looking for their other compatibility. Um, their their Marses are her Mars is in Capricorn, his his, his, in, his is in Aries. Um, they, that's a challenge f- uh, for them right there. Um, just the big fights or arguments, Mm -hmm. even sexually probably Sexually, yeah. Yeah. There can be some frustration. Kind of uh, just
7: imagining it. It's probably very hot. I I know probably not healthy, but, you know, very
0: Aries and Capricorn are amazing spots to have Mars in, Um, two of the best spots actually to have Mars. So there's definitely um, some friction, but there's also an understanding and that friction can can be turned into extreme passion. Um, However, also looking, they have their Saturns opposite each other. So they um, have a uh, – th- the way they show up in the world is, is opposite, and, and, and there's a, a conflict of, of their being, the authority in their life and, and a pool of one wanting to be in charge and the other one wanting to be in charge probably. Um, but they also I – mean, That's
1: kind of hot it, it is, yeah. <laughs> it
0: is. Um, But also looking, there's some calculated points that they have um, – in alignment with each other so they have a very strong pull and, and i would say that they're very deep soulmates if not twin flames which can also explain mm-hmm. the um the constant back and forth and pull um of of there being tension, and but they're needing to be an evolution through that tension um to then get to a place of harmony but then there'll be another step after that um, but we've also been going through a huge collective karmic cleanse of relationships um especially after these last two libra full moons
7: Clark, you're looking like, you're like, oh, I know this.
0: It's just, uh, yeah, it resonates. I mean,
6: <laughs> it resonates strong. Isn't she yeah. also really into astrology? I'm sure. I'm pretty sure. sure, yeah. I think I saw her do on Chelsea Handler's talk show a she couple years an ago. She did on Allen, too, I believe.
1: Okay, yeah. Hey, Megan Fox, get at me.
7: Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome here any both of you. Okay, next we are going to talk about a divorce, a, a real divorce this time, which is Adele... Sadly, she mm. has split with her husband. They've been together for a long time. Uh her husband's name, uh Simon Konacki, and uh, they just said the love was no longer there. And at first it seemed very calm, peaceful. There's not going to be a lot of fighting. Um he she gave him the house in Los Angeles that they owned together and they sold their UK home, and they have a six-year-old son named Angelo. It's her top priority, and they're going to be co-parenting. But people are really chattering a lot because um, Adele is worth a lot of money. Simon, probably not so much. So Adele is reportedly worth $180 million, and she did not have him sign a prenuptial agreement. So this means that he could potentially walk away with $90 million half of everything um and you know she's been seen now in new york i think she's spending some time in the states what are we kind of seeing with these two because he, it was one of those stories of hollywood stories he's just a nice normal guy and you know she took time off to have a family and to raise a family but now that you know i want to i'm interested in seeing what's coming up for her and were they compatible and who else could she be compatible with
0: of course so just uh, She's a Taurus sun, Cancer rising, Sagittarius moon. Um, her Gemini, she's a Venus in Gemini. Um, and what's happening currently is Jupiter just retrograded over her moon and opposite her Venus, Venus can be in relationships. Jupiter is significant, significant of the husband over her moon, which is her emotional center. Um, and mer- that Mercury retrograde happened over her north node, which is her sole direction. So there's a huge shift occurring for her um, when it comes to the, the finances. Um, it's going to be definitely something that they'll have to negotiate through. There's going to be a lot of legal proceedings. Jupiter also rules the law, um, Mm -hmm. and is in its home sign of Sagittarius. Um, but I think no matter what happens though, it's Adele and she's going to recover. Amazing. She's powerful energy. She's a powerful voice, um, and I think too, if they're, they're going to the, co- the co-parenting, it's going to be. Um, that's there. I, I I believe, and looking at his energy as well, and has an airy sun or Aquarius, and an Aquarius moon. He the, they'll be putting their son first, just making sure that no matter what happens, that he is going to be the the priority. There there are two energies that would really care for their child.
1: Well, one thing that I really love about. The stories that you always pick, Sam, and it just really—it's so interesting because you always have your your, you know, finger on the pulse of everything that is going on. You know, looking back to a couple weeks ago, you were choosing a lot of people that were in, all having similar patterns exposed at the exact same time. That's exactly what you're doing again here. Yeah. You're not even realizing you're doing it because it's literally, <laughs> yeah. literally pop culture, and this is the way that the world works. So, you know, before we were talking about Megan Fox. Uh, a Taurus sun with a Capricorn rising. Adele is similar. She's a Taurus sun, but she's a Cancer rising. So both Megan Fox and Adele are going through eclipses in their identity and in their partnerships. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that can happen and bring you closer to someone. Sometimes it takes you away. Mm -hmm. And so the thing is, you know, looking at these similar pop culture stories, you know, I thought I found that just the patterns to be so interesting. and and profound, you know, because we can learn so much about them. Other things that I was noticing, obviously, besides the eclipses is that, you know, right now Uranus uh, was going over Simon's son for the last several years, making him shake off his patterns and wanting to break free free from relationships. And so that has created an independence, which has been a part of them separating. Also, with the watching Jupiter too, you know. Even though she at this point in time is having a separation from him, because Jupiter is in her n- n- solar house of uh, intimacy, it is actually focusing her on the imbalances that are happening in her relationships. So that's why she's wanting to separate. And even though you know, yes, there is going to have to be legal proceedings of them separating, it is going to work. Out the way it's supposed to, and you know she's going to be happy and fine with it because I mean she is adult and she's going to yeah. make more money. So, Ooh, yeah. Uh, but the last thing I wanted to say is, with her specifically is that Jupiter is going to be going into her house of marriage and partnership next year. Ooh. So she's she's destined for better love and better connections, anyways. Wow. So bye, Simon. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, just to, to elaborate on that too where, where Jupiter
0: goes, it expands everything, blows everything out of proportion. However, in that moment of making everything super larger, you can come to a resolution quicker because you see all these little things, Mm -hmm. especially with her being in her, her eighth house of intimacy, which also has to do with other people's money Mm -hmm. you get from your marriage. It's going to exacerbate, um, especially because her moon also falls in this energy, um, So it's hitting her in an emotional place, but she's going to feel much better on the other side of it, too. And and then I noticed another pattern, um, like like Kyle did, with all the stories, and including with our our, our lovely guest today, all strong Gemini placements as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Her and Megan have Venus Geminis, Clark has a Mars in Gemini, Mm -hmm. there's a Gemini Rising, and even all the other stories we picked have a lot of strong Gemini energy. So we are all working with patterns and energies attract things very specifically based on everything. Well, mm-hmm.
1: one thing I also wanted just to, la- just to, before I end that story here, is that you, you did bring up to us before about how they had been separated for like eight or nine months. Yeah. But they announced the split on April 19th, and that is really significant because it was a full moon in Libra focusing our attention on partnerships. That second one. And Exactly. However, specifically, it fell in Simon's house of marriage and partnership, so everything was coming to light. And full moons also can mark an ending. Aww. Culmination. Wow. Yeah. It's, dun, dun, dun. it's crazy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. I, know. I know.
7: So, according to the boys, um, Adele is definitely best suited with uh, Scorpios or Cancers, right?
0: I'd say, too. Um, a, a fire sign would be great because of her moon and her Venus. Um, her Mars is also in an air sign as well so Interesting. Um, it, they could their sun could be anything um, but you definitely with compatibility always look to the moon um, if, if the moons are in harmony that means that internally they, they get along very well my partner and I have the same moon sign so at the end of the day no matter where we're at we know that we feel very similarly and can understand very intuitively and um, uh, subconsciously the other one mm. and we can always end up on the same page and then with Mars and Venus
1: those are your fun love planets. She may even be really good with a Capricorn, though, because oh, yeah. you know she's got the Cancer rising, so that would be really you know focused amazing on amazing with Capricorn partnership, and then with you know her being a Taurus, and because Taurus and Capricorn are really really connected, very well as as well, and so you know, but he would he would really love her so intensely. Yeah, if she found the good. right Capricorn, he would just be like because mm. well,
0: and and with the Taurus then so, oh,
1: so, yeah, they would be happy.
0: Her Jupiter's in Taurus as well, so mm. anything oh. that would aspect that that earth energy for her.
7: Maybe that'll be two albums from now. Right now, we need a breakup album. <laughs> so, no,
0: give us the good. <laughs> she's what like 30 now. Be 30, uh, 31. Yeah, no,
7: I think so she's silly. a little younger than me, so uh, twenty nine, maybe. Yeah, oh yeah, she's a year, <laughs> she's a year. You're right, eighty eight. She's a year younger than I am. Way to play your cards, Sam. Just show your cards. Oh, I, I thought mean. you meant
0: eighty eight years old.
6: No, oh, like, <laughs> I don't think that's an
0: album. <laughs> <At>
7: yeah, <heart. laughs> am Looking
0: forward to it. But I, lo- I do love how she always names her albums after her age. Yeah, yes, um, me too. So
7: <laughs> um, I'm laughing because I actually skipped over our first story. So uh, you guys were looking at me. I was like, Why are you looking at me? What am I doing? Okay. So, my first story of the day was uh, Catherine Schwarzenegger just had her bridal shower for uh, her wedding to Chris Pratt. Now, this is a really interesting relationship that I'm excited for us to dig our teeth into because it also, I never understood it. It was very random when Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris a couple of years ago. The hashtag, I think, was trending, like, love is dead, you know? This is our favorite Hollywood couple, and if they can't make it work, nobody can make it work. So they split up, and very soon after um, they split, Catherine and Chris met. They met, let's see, well, they got engaged this past January, in 2019, and they only met in June of 2018, so less than a year, and then he split from Anna in april of 2018 and it's all happened extremely quickly chris is also 10 years her senior she i mean she's the daughter of arnold schwarzenegger and maria schreiber and obviously comes from a famous family when you look up what her job is i mean it says blogger Mm -hmm. no no hate on bloggers (laughs) uh but you know it's just like who she's a celebrity kid why is this compatible i mean chris pratt right now is and he has been one of the biggest, biggest, biggest movie stars in the world. You know, the uh, latest Avengers just came out. And they made, at the Avengers premiere, Catherine and Chris made their first red carpet debut together. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, I mean, that was just, like, last week. Right. So now she had this bridal shower. It was at her mom's house. Oprah was there. It Gold. was this, like, huge, very elegant, um, rich, fancy thing. And, you know, Chris showed up and gave a very heartfelt beach Arnold showed up with a cigar in his mouth and a really like sly <laughs> grin on his face so you know my question is how did this happen and are they extremely compatible to the point that it can surpass all of the judgment of like why are they together I
0: looking comparing his chart to Catherine and his chart to Anna or Anna um, I think he's actually more compatible with Catherine I agree um, yeah. for a few reasons Um we're, both Anna and Catherine are both Sagittarius's and he's a Gemini. It's a polarity. Um, she's, and it's so funny too. He's he, she's only, she, he, he's basically with Taylor Swift too. Um, no,
7: wait, they're not both Sagittarius. Are or yeah, wait, no, Sag. Oh wait, November, December. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um,
0: Catherine is, is her chart with a perception of her rising, literally Taylor Swift, but um, <laughs> not saying that I'm pairing those two. but but um, so we're dealing with a polarity, their Catherine and Chris's Mars and Venus are also in, um, well, their their Marses are in an exact uh, opposition in Taurus and Scorpio, and as well as his Moon in Taurus. Um, so there's a, a strong pool of this like yin and yang energy between the two of them. Whereas with Anna, um, her Mars was in opposition to his. Um, to his son, which which is great compatibility. However, the it, it also it was more of a challenge um, with his Venus. Um, but also her Saturn, honest Saturn is in the same spot as Chris's Jupiter, which um, I feel there was a positive to it and a negative. I feel like in a sense of how he's expanding himself, he actually felt a restriction being with her however that restriction probably served him very strongly earlier in the relationship of getting his career and how he is expanding and, and, and elaborating himself in a lot um more focused but um the the but the the challenge he probably he just he probably felt like some sort of restriction from her in that in that sense especially with the um challenge of her
1: um her energy
0: towards his
1: yeah, yeah. So I, I, one thing that I'm loving, you know, the more that we do these, is you know, we, I think naturally you and I focus on really different things in, different. In, in looking at it, which I think is really compatible because we, we have a, a more expansive picture of everything yeah. for, mm-hmm. for everyone. So the way that I was actually looking at it is looking at the transits of what was actually happening and when this was happening and why it was so, you know, we have the foundation of what they naturally have in compatibility. So, those factors are going to be highlighted, you know, through these specific things that I am about to go into. So, the thing that I'm really interested in focusing upon here is looking at the, the, the movement of, of Jupiter, because it takes 12 years for it to go around the sun. So, last year, it was in, in 2018, Jupiter was in Scorpio, which was allowing Chris to be reborn like a phoenix. He was shedding what wasn't working, and also um, establishing new cycles that'll last for 12 years because he, what he is, a Scorpio rising. So that was his beginning of everything. Uh, however, during that same time, for both Catherine and Anna, they were releasing the last chapter because their first chapter starts now. So exactly. So you know, he had to go through all of that. You know, release which allowed, you know, essentially Catherine to be ready for him to come into her life now, but Anna, you know, is, is actually ready to move on too. You know, that's why that, that worked in complete favor for across the board. So there's that, and then, yeah, you know, I, uh, the way that I'm seeing this here is that Anna is really happy to release that. Catherine is, wel- is happy to welcome him in. And so, you know, once actually jupiter entered sagittarius in november of last year it also entered one of chris's houses of marriage so it lit up and that's what's happening now so that's why he is so drawn magnetically to her as the polar opposite to him and that means that he this specific long-term marriage is going to work really well divinely on his side yeah She's, mm, it's she's all about, a, timing. Yes, it's all it really about is. timing. yeah, it is. Yeah, and she also completes her Saturn
0: return this year, so she's mm-hmm. becoming an adult astrologically, really um, understanding her place in the world and what she Who wants. Is to Catherine. Do. This is Catherine, um, this, and also looking at, their, at the at some calculated points in terms of her like uh, her part of fortune and their and his vertex, um, they fall very specifically in, in with relationship uh, placements. Um, which also speak to very karmic faded relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that he went through with Anna was actually preparing him for this relationship.
1: Exactly, like literally, that that path yeah. is it's so interesting.
0: Um, yeah, and and she's she's part of that that Capricorn Stellium generation of the late '80s, early '90s. Um, so she's she's entering a whole new world of of who she is and what she's doing. Um, and again, like I said, she's literally. Almost things. I think actually the same day as Taylor Swift, and, and their, so their their Saturn Returns end the same day, and, and and are at the same degree. So that whole era of of that late 1989 into beginning of of 1990 are all experiencing themselves level up into a new place in the world.
7: Well, coming from kind of a love pessimist and a little bit of a man hater at times, you know, seeing a Of course, just, like, from the surface, seeing someone like Chris Pratt, you know, break up with the mother of his child, his wife. Everyone thought they were perfect together. And, like, there's no bad blood between him and Anna, so I shouldn't have a problem if she doesn't have a problem. But I always wondered, you know, was he just looking for somebody that was kind of a yes man, that wasn't going to challenge him as much as she did?
0: Oh, no. I don't. Well, both – Catherine is actually – we don't have Anna's birth time, so we don't know her rising, but – Catherine is a Sagittarius sun and rising, mm-hmm. and he is a Gemini sun with a Taurus, or a Taurus moon and a Scorpio rising. And as a Sagittarius, and someone who's also strong in Gemini energy, we're not yes people. We will, we will only do what we want to do. Um, I think, again, going back to Anna's Saturn in Leo conjuncting Chris's Jupiter in Leo, I think that's more of this restriction of, of him needing to be released, whereas. Catherine's uh jupiter is in cancer and her moon which are very in harmony with his moon um his and his um rising as well Mm -hmm. um so it's more of an probably actually experience more of an expanse expansive relationship together
7: how beautiful Mm -hmm. okay you know what i need to just like accept the universe that um (laughs) and stop judging people
1: okay it's hard people. though.
6: It's hard, especially when you have a you know you feel like you have a relationship with their relationship. You mm-hmm.
1: know? Well, I, I also think sometimes you know, especially when we look at you know celebrities and, and people of influence, and you know we, we become, as you were saying, attached to their mm-hmm. their relationships and their, their love. I, it sometimes can be a way that we see as a mirror to ourselves and how totally. that we want it to, to exist in our lives and you know when that falls you know as you were saying about like it being the, the perfect relationship you know we we, we root for that we mm-hmm. want it to feel yeah. that especially if we don't currently have that because i mean sam you and i are working and crushing our careers so hard you know what i mean and so it's like you know eventually you know the right person will come to each of us and you know all of us in time yeah but you know it it it's one of those things that if it's like you're chasing after something that isn't going to be there right now, yeah, you're wasting your energy. You are, yeah. And, and it, I've, I'm I've in a long-term relationship, yeah. and it, it yes, we
7: know.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it <laughs> happens. <laughs> help, help, I mean, help, help! 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 I know. Now I'm like I'm nope, not career focused. relationship I, done, career <laughs> focus. Um, but it happens when you're not expecting it. I mean, uh, my boyfriend Michael talked about it recently of how we both kind of were just surrendering of like, we don't need anything right now. And then literally just randomly it all popped up and it exploded into something that now two and a half years later we're just like, I can't imagine life without you. <sighs> um, but, and then when especially looking at, at the timing of our astrology and what was going on with our charts and that day and, and the timing of, of us first meeting, it literally just happened and it happened very intimate points hitting in our in both of our charts and an awakening
7: it was in the thing. stars
0: it was in the stars
7: okay so uh my last celebrity story of the day is my celeb wtf and um yes we're going to be doing another kardashian story because there's a lot of wtf i have with that family okay <laughs> so and the reason i bring this up too is because the chloe tristan jordan thing is kind of back in the news jordan woods has been now out on the town a little bit more she's not hiding as much as she used to be um so let me just give you all a breakdown for those that don't know of what exactly went on here so people are obviously still talking about this scandal kylie finally deleted jordan woods's photo on her twitter background um they've been best friends literally for years and years and years Let's start when Chloe and Tristan started dating. Uh, Tristan Thompson, he's a basketball player. He made my hometown of Cleveland not look very nice, I have to say. don't like that. <laughs> so they started dating in August of 2016, and then in April of 2017, Chloe said she was ready for Tristan to propose. And then in September of 2017, it was rumored that Chloe was pregnant and she had been wanting to have a baby for so, so long. She tried to have one with her ex, Lamar, and it just didn't work. So it really seemed like things were working out for them. And then it was confirmed in December of 2017 that she was pregnant. April of 2017, just before Chloe went into labor, this was honestly one of the most horrific things I've ever seen happen in pop culture history. Um, video surfaced of him cheating on her at a club and it literally made her go into labor and so she and they're shooting keeping up with the kardashians like as all i mean it was a freaking terrain wreck but she took him back because she wanted what was best for her family and who knows if she knew that he was doing this i think there possibly could have been something like do what you're going to do but don't be freaking stupid about it and embarrass Mm -hmm. me and my family so then, you know, everyone was like, oh, I can't believe she took him back, but okay, hopefully he'll be on good behavior. Um, then in, you know, July of 2018, they were in couples therapy. Then on February 17th of this year, 2019, he was caught on camera making out um, with Jordan Woods, who literally lives lived with her sister Kylie, a huge just friend of the family. She was essentially like the... Last sister, they treated her like a sister, like a daughter, and this girl was freaking crucified by the public, getting death threats. It um, was
6: so sad to watch.
7: It was hard, and and she went onto this uh, Red Table Talk show, which is Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, I show. saw that. Yeah, I saw it too on a uh, Facebook, Facebook watch.
6: Mm-hmm. Face- Facebook watch.
7: Yes, and she told her side of the story, and she's just to a young girl and was partying. And got caught up, and basically Chloe just really crucified her, and it, you know, she blamed her and not her man, and that just, you know, it it was not a good look for her. And on April 23rd, that's when, and then April April 23rd, which was recently, Chloe said, you know, she wanted Tristan to fight harder for their relationship. It's like he's he's probably, I'm sorry, slept with a ton of women since this entire thing has gone down and she I think she's finally Chloe is finally um, accepting what her baby daddy is and but they still have really blackballed uh, Jordan Woods apparently she's gained 30 pounds in the past like month and you know it's a I, I do see both sides of it but I do feel like both I do feel like the Kardashian side really kind of went went overkill so let's get into kind of all of their signs and like what happened and when and why
1: well, Chloe is a Cancer sun with an Aquarius rising. Tristan is a Pisces sun, so their sun signs are both water. They are, are very connected in that way. Jordan is a Libra, and you know, kind of is this this other element that's thrown into it. She she works really well as a friend to Kylie, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't see like this intense connection per se with with Chloe or even Tristan. But we don't have his ascendant. Not his ascendant, but. Jordan and Cor- uh Chloe
0: have the same moon sign. Mm.
2: Um
0: both Gemini moons. Tristan and th- there's a lot of Gemini energy at play in this in in this dynamic. Um Does
7: that mean like two-faced bitches? Could be. Um,
0: <laughs> I also just think I mean I I just don't think Tristan is Mature enough. Now I think I think Chloe needs someone more mature. Yeah, and and someone who has their shit together and not similar. Yeah. There's they, just a lot of growing that's that's needed with with these mm-hmm. young. They're
7: so young. Like and stop dating so athletes. It's just it. It's in the nature. It's mm. in their nature, and that's why I always was curious. Was there some kind of arrangement? Um, of of I mean, a lot of Hollywood couples. I know you're gonna cheat, but just don't make me look like a jerk. Don't make yeah. me look stupid. And that is why people get angry, and it might not necessarily even be, oh, you cheated. It's just that, oh, you got caught, and so now I look bad.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, looking here, you know, again, eclipses are something that I really do focus on as an astrologer because you can see where the specific destiny is is refocusing your life at that point in time. You know, we we talked about this last week, so for you, Sam, your career is where you're in, you're in, your eclipses are happening for the next year and a half. So your career is going to exponentially rise each time. You know, for me, it's in media and, and you know, literally everything we're doing right now. That's how it's affecting <laughs> me and in my career as well. So, you know, that's, that's there. Um, but she's dealing with her identity and her partnership changing mm-hmm. you know so there's that uh however the dates that actually were really fascinating to me here is that you did uh, we talked about february 17th that's when it came to light correct yes. mm-hmm. so that fell uh next to two very important dates so there was a full moon in virgo on february 19th a full moon always has a, 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 a kind of like a spotlight of, of days that it casts its energy over so like a couple days before a couple days after usually this kind of energy manifests so on February 17th it came to light February 19th was the full moon in Virgo for Tristan it exposed him to his partner that's literally what was happening wow. in the stars also you should have read
4: his horoscope that week right <laughs> also
1: so Mercury the planet of communication was exactly in the same sp- same place as Neptune creating this illusion and smoke smokescreen around everyone uh however also venus planet of love was in the same place in the sky as saturn giver of hardship and also you know making the love colder the way that that actually manifests specifically for chloe is it fell exactly in her house of marriage and partnership so her love turned cold literally on that day she had she had her natal jupiter is in capricorn as well isn't that nuts, though? That's insane. I know. When I see this stuff, I'm like, Kyle, how did that this even, like, it blows my mind. Mm. You know? It just blows my mind. Well, I, you know, I'm
7: just curious for Jordan. Is, do you think the hardships for her as far as being, like, fried in front of the media and all this stuff, is it coming at least to uh, close to an end? Or is are people going to keep on doing this to her? Is it still crazy?
1: Saturn is in her house of home right now. So spending
7: time with her family which she moved back in with her mom yeah. so
1: that's going to be a big crucial development sector for her the eclipses though they're not well they're they're affecting her public recognition and her yes, home and family so she's a libra mm-hmm. yeah and, and in, in a yep. sense
0: i mean she was so close to the kardashians that she's losing losing a family in in a sense Mm -hmm.
2: well the
7: Pinkett Smiths are also a nice family to uh, have to back you up because they've they've known her since she was a little girl Oh, really? yeah her father worked on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air I believe so I think Will Smith has literally known her since she was born and I believe that he might be his godfather actually so I, I could be wrong but I think so um. okay but okay so what, with Jordan like you guys keep on telling me oh my career is doing great but like it could go either way for Libras right now as far as public recognition
1: well I, I mean it's definitely there's different kinds of eclipses mm-hmm. so we look at them energetically and, and also how the other interactions of the planets are happening at that time so you know I really do specialize in looking at like the dates and the transits of that because I want to there's the predictive qualities of that because you know what energies are moving and the, the currents of the of the universe at that point in time. Like if Mars is clashing with that specific moon, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to create an obstacle. Yeah. It's going to create something tangible that you're going to have to figure out how to e- effectively resolve and, and become stronger from.
0: We'll see a lot um, come cancer season with the next set of eclipses oh, for all
1: my them. of them. But it's, yeah, I mean, I literally, I, so I have this, I write down all of, the, all of the things every day for the entire year ahead of time. Cancer season is gonna be a goddamn mess. I yeah, mean, like, like, <laughs> like for real though, because I mean, it's like everything is in opposition with all the stuff. So, oh, so uh, think about how you I felt. Know, dur- right? Think about
0: how you felt during airy season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna, be, it's like gonna be like that, but. A little more intense <laughs> because <laughs> instead of it just being a, a a hard 90 degree angle, it's a 180 degree angle where we have to balance. And we have eclipses. And there's eclipses. Oh man! So, oh, man. so and and yeah. and we'll have and in that cycle we'll have the opposition. Of and the we thumb. have Mercury retrograde. And Mercury retrograde. Oh man, man, guys! Cancer. Let's just That's live everything. in, in live. this beautiful moment. Yeah. Right?
2: Taurus, Taurus time.
0: Taurus time. Buddy. Taurus yeah. time. Taurus, like, enjoy Taurus season. <laughs> i'm gonna get it all guys all right all.
7: live it up well we
1: breathe it now because it will be a little yeah. more intense coming summer well so, wow i mean literally like you know like i said before you know this may 4th new moon in taurus is mm-hmm. gorgeous for everyone the may 18th uh scorpio. full moon in scorpio is actually gorgeous as yeah. well Great. so we have literally a whole month here where it's going to be really beneficial and, to our lives and the, the
0: the the sag full moon and the gemini new moon are also aren't too challenging okay. either it's, it's the cancer new moon which is a solar eclipse and the capricorn full moon which is a lunar eclipse that are going to be the big ones plus we have the opposition of the sun to saturn and pluto which is the midpoint of the retrograde yeah. so everything that we're working on within that energy also comes to a huge head plus we have these eclipses it's like mm-hmm. will you really be watching people with strong cancer or capricorn energy because it's just going to be bam 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 yeah. over the next few years honestly yeah. Um, so we'll see a lot, I think, come up with them because, again, they also have a lot of that energy mm-hmm. Neatly.
7: Well, let's get to our special guest, mm. Clark Moore, who is a Pisces an actor, an LGBTQ advocate, you know, you've really done some beautiful things in that Thank world you. and in the entertainment industry the past couple of years. I know you really want to focus uh, on career stuff, so let's take it away, guys.
6: Let's we'll dive in. Oh, no, I'm nervous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't be.
7: Well, I, let's see, where do we want to
0: start? I but, mean, I—I I, for me, I today is a big day, as I was telling you when, when, mm-hmm. when we got here. Um, today is your exact Mars return. So think about the last two years, mm-hmm. and now think about the next two years. Okay. Your The way you've been putting yourself out into the world, your actions, your passion projects, um, you're starting a new cycle of that. Mm. Um, so basically, clean slate, your today onward, and now the energy of today and what's been going on today kind of will flavor the next two years. Right. Um, however, um, I also started looking at your... Uh, Saturn return Mm -hmm. which happens exactly on January 19th 2021 so you're in this pre-shadow of it um, um, and usually with Saturn returns you start to feel about 30 degrees out um, and so we're already in that energy you have this strong awareness of of the energy coming up and and where you want to be going so Next year, you'll be feeling it very intensely because it's going to come very close to your Saturn, but then retrograde into Capricorn. Your Saturn's at the very beginning of Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, you'll clear, you'll, you'll basically, you're in your Saturn return, you clear your Saturn return in January of 2021. Okay. Um, and that is, again, you in on the stage of the world. Um, and at that time, too, of your Saturn return, you'll also be just before your next Mars return oh wow so your act the actions you're taking now through then are going to be serving how your Saturn return energy kind of formulates and 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 takes place okay um i was also looking at your relocation chart for los angeles you're originally from atlanta mm-hmm. um so when you change locations from your natal where you were born your chart changes slightly your natal chart always is the most important but Um, The energies are slightly different. So in in Los Angeles, instead of being a Gemini rising, you're actually an Aries rising. Oh, interesting. So it's been a lot of self-direction, a lot of having to put yourself out there. Totally. Um, With all this Capricorn, that is going to be then your career and fame sector. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can expect a lot of career growth. Um, And again, it's about how you're showing up. And about the actions you're choosing to take right. um, that are going to be leading you up to this. And since, again, you have this pre-awareness of the energy. And I remember, I think there was like an article you did la- last year, an interview, where you mentioned, like, oh, I'm coming up to my in return. Mm, yeah. And I was like, I was like <laughs> oh, my God, like, he's going to blow up because you have just the awareness is the power. And right. so if you tell yourself, okay, like, I have to put myself out there, I have to get myself going and moving forward, you've been doing and seeing this amazing progress it's only going to set you up even better when it comes when you hit and pass that final point right Um, it's like last week we were talking about Taylor Swift and she had this big announcement and it's all timing with her Saturn return oh wow almost exactly so we're going to see some some things shift for her and it's gonna be similar for you next this year into next year and right going into january of 2021 after we clear all of these crazy eclipses in capricorn the saturn pluto conjunction in capricorn which again will hit your um career sector here in los angeles um but also as a, as a pisces that's going to be your your you in the public and in your public standing for right. Gemini. that's going to be um it's going to be your your relationship sector as well as your, like what you get from others, how you, what you're receiving from others, business deals. Right. Um, Jupiter going through your seventh house is going to attract new business opportunities, business partnerships, putting yourself there, yeah, and out there, and 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 trusting and having faith because with Jupiter too comes this faith of needing to know, I'm making the right deals, and you you've been just in this last year you've you've jumped up. So quickly.
6: Right. It has been a serious growth, and I think that, so, that speaks to exactly what I've been feeling here is that the this is a city and an industry that requires you to really put yourself out there and yeah. to really, you know, the there is no
1: day-to-day. Everyone always yeah. asks, like, what's your day-to-day schedule? And it's like, there isn't one. Mm-hmm. Well, the interesting thing that actually I wanted to touch on specifically about you is literally what you're talking about because mm. of the way that... The, your rising sign and your sun sign are correlated so with you being a Gemini rising Pisces rules your career mm-hmm. so naturally your identity and your authentic self and the way that you present yourself is always going to make you more successful in things. Mm. Yeah. so literally the more that you rely on that the more you will rise and that, I can see that specifically right here also uh, one thing that I think is really interesting is that so Jupiter right now is in Sagittarius So it represents that your reputation and career sector is expanding, like he was saying. Mm. However, it also is in your partnership sector, which means that you can find important collaborative partners, or you may actually find a boyfriend who is very famous, Mm. or or in the limelight that will actually grow and help you. Um, So that is something that's really, really crucial. Um, Another thing that I wanted to note is that you, because you are a Pisces sun, starting... I mean, we had one last July. We have one obviously this July. We have them continuing the eclipses that are happening in your romantic sector. Mm. So you're either going to fall in in love, out of love very rapidly. When they happen to me, I mean, it was very, very intense and transformative. And that is going to continue for you Uh, but the one moment that I know you wanted to talk about career, uh, but I want to talk about partnership for you because I think this is such a beautiful moment. And like I said, I really do focus on the transits and where the planets are moving to kind of predict that. Mm. And so in August 30th or or, or around August 30th, the days that follow that we have some incredible energy. We have Mars ruling sexuality, passion, drive. We have Venus ruling love, you know, Mm. harmony, beauty, We have Mercury ruling communication and negotiation along with the sun and the moon, which is life force and and the uniting of all of the masculine and the feminine. They're all in the exact same place in the sky and for you that falls in your marriage sector. Wow. So you and a lot of other Pisces are actually going to really, really have the opportunity to find like a soulmate. Oh, wow. That's when? It's in the days starting after August 30th. This year, like yeah, in a couple year. of months. Yeah. Oh my
6: gosh! Okay. Yeah. And I'm
1: so
7: excited for you. That's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mazel tov on your future engagement. <laughs> I know. I can't
0: wait. I've been waiting my whole life. <laughs> yes. Um, it's gonna be, and the eclipse has also fall in your 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 second house of values and and, and earned income as well. Mm-hmm. In relationship to that intimacy intimacy sector, they're they're correlated. What you give and receive right. are all tied into one. So you can come into a partner too that really honed in on what you truly value and mm-hmm. be a partner of extreme value to you mm. one that really hits you inside of, mm. of what you feel because Cancer being in your second house natally but also your fifth house solar and lunar charts. Mm. Um, and since you are a double Pisces there's probably more of an emphasis for you on the Pisces energy. Right, totally. Um, so this, this, that fifth health activation, which also is career projects right. and, mm-hmm. and, and anything you create, but it's also romance and love and fun, flirty things. Right. Hot sex. Hot oh, sex. Yeah. Mm, Fifth yeah. house is hot sex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speaking
7: wow. of hot sex, you guys, we um, are running out of time. <laughs> okay. We have to uh, segue into our Bang, Mary Kill yes.
1: tourist season. Yes, yes. yes. Thank you get? guys for that. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Thank you. Cool. So today is uh, we're going to dive into some famous tourists, and I'm giving you guys Channing Tatum, mm. George Clooney. And Robert Pattinson.
7: Did you just shake your head at Channing Tatum? Oh yeah, oh, a fan. Yeah. Okay. Oh,
1: wow. All oh. right. Let's let him go first. He is our guest. Oh
0: gosh. Um. Oh, it's really hard.
7: <laughs> it's a really hard one.
0: <laughs> there are so many hot tourists, man. Oh God, I
1: know. So glad <laughs> I am one.
7: <laughs> it's so, such a
6: problem. Okay. Um, I'm, I guess I'm gonna have to say Mary George because I would love to imagine a world in which I'm a Maul Clooney.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: Okay. So I'm going to go with Mary George. And then I guess I guess, bang, Channing, and unfortunately kill Robert. Aww. I do love Robert's work, though. <laughs> <laughs> and he seems to be very nice. So that's a tough one. Okay, but.
7: So I am going to kill George. I'm sorry. As much as I do love George Clooney, I don't know. I see some darkness in him and he's been in the industry a long time and I just don't really trust him. I am going to marry, oh, this is a hard one, like, okay, I'm going to marry Robert Pattinson, even though he's, like, extremely emotional, and that might be a lot, I would like to see him around every day, and, you know, it's hard to not want to marry Channing, but I think Channing literally just has women just humping him wherever he goes, and (laughs) I would not, and same with Robert, but Channing just really puts it all out there with his dance moves, so I would, um, bang Channing, marry Robert Edward. (laughs)
0: I think it's, it's mine. Similar. Um, so even though I shook my head at Cheng Tatum, I would. I think I would. I think I would actually marry him. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. a
6: big jump. Yeah. Um. But is that because of
0: process of elimination, or I, because I think it's a combination of process of, uh, of elimination, but also I think his dance moves. I think, right. I think it'd be like fun more, like a lot of fun long term. <laughs> um. I guess, you know, live out a daddy fantasy with George and and bang him, and I mean. You know, Edward and, and...
7: He'll be alive forever, so you can't really kill him. It's all right. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And, uh, well, though he did die in Harry Potter, but... Very true. Iconically, yeah. Iconically.
1: Yes. All right, Kyle, what about you? I think I want to marry scruffy brown-haired otter named Robert Pattinson. <laughs> otter. <laughs> so we're going to do that. Okay. And then uh, I think I'd bang George Clooney for his power. Oh, wow. And then I would kill Jenny Pree up power. Okay. I mean, hell yeah. I mean, I I, mean w- like, I, mean, I will suck that shit right up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well,
7: well, we just ended on a it. high note there. Sorry, <laughs>
1: guys. Real tense
7: today. <laughs> 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 Don't
0: thank you have food you. on your seventh house? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I know, I know, I
7: know. <laughs> All right. Well, Clark, thank you so, so much thank for so joining much for us. Thank you having me. We thank have. You. A Loved having you, and please, everyone, follow you. Where can everyone find you on social media?
6: Mr. Clark Moore is my handle.
7: And do you have any upcoming projects you'd like to plug?
6: Um, those three are sort of like the big ones at the moment. Uh-huh. I've got some cool stuff brewing, Good. per what you guys were talking about, <laughs> which is exciting. It's so funny because I, I was telling you, uh, I'm ju- I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine about my one-to-three-year plan and some of the things that are happening in the next couple of years and the things that I'm building. So it, I am very excited about long-term, long-term energy ed.
7: right now. Yes.
0: Capricorn is long-term goals. Very much so.
7: Awesome. Um, and you guys can find me, Sam Davidson, at samd43 on Twitter and Instagram. I am off to Vegas right now to go cover the Billboard Music Awards. I'm really excited. So follow me on Instagram because I will be documenting all of that. We'll see you next week.
0: Again, my name is Aaron LaFaro. You can find me on Instagram at astrology underscore coach, where I post daily somewhat of what's going on and and how you can use it to direct your life a little better.
1: And to send off today, I would also like to thank Love by Luna, our sponsor. We will be giving uh, this crystal set to our wonderful friend here. It is going to enhance his manifest desires Mm. as well. Uh, Also, if you are based in Los Angeles, we are going to be a part of uh, an art festival that will be taking place on May 11th. Uh, I will be hosting that. Uh, There will be musicians, there will be vendors, there will be, apparently according to the flyer, hot people. Yes, Sam is going to be performing. So that it is free, it is 21 plus, it's from 2 to 6 p.m and yeah we hope to see you so uh again my name is kyle thomas i'm a pop culture astrologer and you can find me on instagram at mr kyle thomas
7: and of course don't forget to follow us at astro kiki, at astro kiki on instagram we will see you next week bye everyone Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Astro Kiki Radio on the Left of Straight Radio Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Astro Kiki Radio, and you can also check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure to join us next week, and don't forget, we are the only e-news of astrology.